Today I've got Nick with P2W Fantasy, play to win fantasy.wordpress.com. Um, he's got great stuff. So when you get a chance, I'm going to put all of his links in the description of the podcast. Get a chance, you should follow him. Very on top of it. Always tweeting, always staying on top of things. Uh, really good insights. In fact, I did a lot of research by reading his articles leading up to this. Um, uh, so you got anything you want to say, Nick? Again. Um, that's probably the last time we, uh, we talked. It went really well. And uh, just want to give you guys a, a shout-out as well. Um, again, I think I said this last time. I think you might have been one of, the, one of the first, if not the first guy, to reach out to me. And uh, I'm glad that we've stayed in touch and collaborated multiple times. And I kind of um, – and I, I really appreciate that and uh, and look forward to uh, working with you guys moving forward for the long run. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. That's that's uh, important to me here to work with you as well. Uh, I also wanted to give you a shout out for getting 300 new followers since the last time we talked. You went from mid 400s to mid 700s. Gain some interest after seeing a certain YouTube video. Uh, I'm not sure if that's a rumor or not, but uh, that's <laughs> what my sources have said. So, <laughs> well, thank you for that. All right, so um, today we're going to finish our breakdown of top fives. We were going to do tight end, and then we were going to do quarterback. Um, before we get in, was there anything you wanted to? talk about real quick maybe one or two insights you saw from the from the NFL draft that maybe changed your top five running back or wide receivers that we previously um, talked about you know I reached for Eckler and I didn't see a Swift or a Taylor or a Dobbins or a Clyde Edwards Hilaire go to the Chargers and I saw a lot of mocks that said that there was going to be a top guy so I think his value is about the same for me right now um uh Tennessee brought in a guy um i'd have to look at my my nose for who, who that was again uh so many names but i don't think that it impacts uh henry too much but no I, I don't think um the top five for me change uh too too much um in terms of how i view them um definitely some interesting drafts some very good landing spots and some very bad landing spots for running back so next year is definitely gonna be interesting how about you yeah, um, I did not have anything change either in what I saw. I uh, No, that's a lie. I do have one. Uh, Aaron Jones All is right. dropping out of my top five. <laughs> he was sitting at fifth. Then they went and took a running back in the first round, and now I'm going, okay, I don't think I want yeah, anything to do with Aaron Jones It anymore. might be one of those things like uh... – they don't want to overuse him during the year as much because they think that they're going to be a playoff contender again, and maybe they want to uh, have some long-term durability by bringing in another guy that can run the ball a little bit better than Jamal Williams could. So maybe maybe that's the kind of mentality. But I kind of question what their mentality was with both taking a running back and a wide uh, – not wide, wide receiver and a quarterback instead of a wide receiver. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And I don't think A.J. Dillon is going to no. eat too much away at Aaron Jones's stats, but I the big prediction was I thought Aaron Jones was going to take that next step and be their clear-cut number one. Um, and obviously they don't have that belief they, if yeah, they're, they're going out. <laughs> potential committee 
um, back. Not not to the degree where it's like a 50-50, even if it's a 70-30 committee. I think so many teams are still implementing a second guy more and more now. So it'll be interesting to see if Dylan, you know, is on the field that much. Uh, we'll see. And th- this is a fairly strong um, a fairly strong running back class for fantasy this year, both in the running backs that came out and in the guys that are already there. Do you want to take that from her? And the guys that are already there. So it's you don't want to reach for yeah, a guy who's yeah. going to be more of a committee sure, back. Uh, not sure what the impact of these guys are going to be. Um, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure guys like uh, on Johnston and Marlon Pack uh, have some questions in their head, but we'll, we'll definitely see. I definitely was a little bit questionable about on Johnson before, and now I am ship on Johnson. I don't want anything to do with the guy. Anthony, who's um, my brother, he's also part of Play to Win. Me and him have a carry on Johnson debate maybe once a week because he is an owner of him. And uh, we sat there uh, yesterday together watching the draft, and I kind of just looked at him once uh, once carry on had a, had a new teammate that he might not be too fond of and uh, had a little bit of a smile. So uh, I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I think carry on getting, <laughs> getting the new teammate is definitely not – not going to help him at all. Yeah. So we'll we'll see though. But um, I definitely wanted to, seeing as we're going the day after the first three rounds of the draft, and we are uh, talking about fantasy football. I definitely wanted to hit that up. And I know you were uh, really Swift high on Swift, right? One. Um, I think I, in comparison to some of my yeah um, league mates, we've had some conversations about, you know, who's theirs. And I thought the consensus for them was Taylor, but for me, it was always swift, but, uh, yeah, uh, I'm not sure I like that landing spot. No. And it looks like, um, the other guy is Damian Williams, who is already a bit of a question mark, but I thought was going to take the next step. He, his draft, Stock just with, plummeted uh, with Edwards, big time. Yeah, that, that definitely. Um, yeah, I, I think Dam- Damian Williams was, uh, in, in my opinion, this, and this is not something uh, I, I'm I'm l- looking to debate. Just just in my opinion, I thought Damian Williams might have been the Super Bowl MVP. He had a great game and he had a good playoff run, but I don't see him in their their plans in the future. So I think owners are definitely probably. Probably a little disappointed if they didn't sell already on him because it's going to be tough now. Yeah. And uh, what I was going to say is it's too bad, too, because a lot of people were looking forward to Andy Reid produces great running backs, and he doesn't use a committee historically. Last year was really the first time he ever did that. So him going out and using a first-round pick, I think, means Uh, Damian Williams is done. But let's... Before, so let's before we talk too much, let's get into a ranking so that I can I can watch the draft yeah, the last uh, three rounds today, or four rounds, right? Four or five. All right. So, um, I guess I will start with my number five tight end, and that is going to be Darren Waller of the Las Vegas Raiders. Um. 
I just think he's he's a good good upside. I think Derek Carr likes to throw to the tight ends. Um, there's not a ton of depth at tight end. I think there's really a big difference between those top five or six guys in the rest of the league. Uh, and I, okay. I like Darren Waller there. Uh, five, five for me. Who you got uh, at five? I'm going. I'm going uh, Ertz on this one. Uh, definitely been a consistent guy um, through the years. Uh, a lot of speculation with with uh, Goddard coming in and uh, gaining some of that target share, but Ertz still had a healthy. I think it was 88 receptions this past year. He was second in targets for tight ends. So although I think Goddard does. Um, continue yep. to gain more time on the field and, and take some targets. I still think Zach Ertz is a main main priority for the Eagles. I think uh, Peterson's always going to make sure that he's going to eat. Um, I just am kind of fading him out of that top three spot, though, at this time, just because of the, the Goddard um, targets and then having some more healthy guys at wide receiver. Yeah, and I just wanted to say I'm not worried about the Raiders adding wide receivers because I still believe uh, the way Gruden likes to run his offense that the tight ends will get, that um, Waller will still get his targets. Uh, At number four, I actually have your number five. I have Ertz, so I'm not arguing anything. Um, I think talent-wise, he's in the same league as the Kittle and the Kelseys. Uh, I just feel health and a number two tight end that's very good. Breathing down yeah, his neck keeps him out of the top back. three. Yep. So number four. So who do you have in number four? For this guy to be here at four, definitely needs to, to mean that he stays healthy because he historically is not. But if he does stay healthy, I have Hunter Henry as my four. Uh, the, re- the reason for that is with okay. things changing with the Chargers, um, I don't know if they roll with you know Tyrod Taylor right away or if it's going to be Herbert who comes in uh, and is a day one. Regardless of who that is, I think that a new quarterback – Who's gonna? I mean, Tyrod's obviously been in the year, but a new quarterback as a full-time starter, I think having those mid-range throws is gonna be um, a little bit more comfortable for them uh, versus continuously trying to sling the ball to Williams or Keenan Allen. So I think the mid-range throws to Hunter Henry or Eckler out of the backfield is gonna be a little bit more comfortable for a new quarterback. Um, I think Anthony Lynn, uh, as we can see during the year, um, head coach. I think he definitely has a plan for Hunter Henry. And we saw even with Rivers that Henry's always involved and he gets a, a big target share. The big um, big asterisk, though, again, is, is health. He needs to stay healthy. And if he does, I think he's going to be a big part of the Chargers. And I think he just took a big step up if Herbert's a day one starter. Same with Eckler, because I was talking about how um, Tyrod Taylor's a bit of a gunslinger on the last one when we were talking about Eckler. Uh, And I think that they shorten the playbook with rookies, and that means there's going to be a lot more going to the tight ends and a lot more going to running backs. I don't have Henry in my top five, um, mainly because I went pretty chalk with my top five and because – of his just history. He missed 
a game his rookie year, three games the whole season, four games. Um, I think he's one of those guys that you kind of have to see where he's going. If you can get him in like a mid round at like the in between that eight to 10 tight end spot, you're getting a steal because when he's on the field, he's a top five talent. But um, like, I think he's more talented than the guy I'm going to put at three, but he's just not on the field as much. And he's not in as explosive as an offense as who I'm putting at number three. And that is Mark Andrews. Um, Like I said, I went very chalk. Uh, Mark Andrews is going to even see more targets now that they got rid of, and they got rid of Hayden Hurst. Um, Lamar Jackson, I think, is a very hard worker, um, and I think he's going to even improve his passing even more. So I think both A.J. Brown and Mark Andrews are going to be seen more in the passing game than they even did last year where they got a ton of targets. And I think that you're going to also with um, Ingram getting a little bit older, I think they're going to be forced to have to throw the ball a little bit more. Mark Andrews didn't even start starting yep. consistently for them till near the end of the season. Yeah. He finished as the number, what was it? Yeah. Number yeah. five tight end. The guy's upside's unbelievable. Um, he got, he's now that he's the clear cut number one, like I said, seeing, uh, split fields, only starting four games, he got 98 targets. Um, he's going to get well over a hundred targets. I wouldn't be surprised if it's in the 120, 130 range. Uh, and he's just, like I said, he's going to definitely be an absolute beast. I'll come, I'll come back to my, my three in a second, because I actually have Mark Andrews at two, um, yeah, I, I'll uh, I'll continue just on some of your points. Yeah, uh-huh. some great points, and I think those points are the reason um, I have him at two. Uh, I'll also say I, I think he was first in in touchdowns for tight ends um, because of the fact that the Ravens are a very solid offense that is continuously in the red zone. Um, Lamar Jackson, uh, he was QB one, and we could talk QBs in a little bit, but I don't think. Lamar Jackson was a QB that had a ton of passing yards in comparison to other guys. And I think having Mark Andrews in the middle of the field uh, was a big target for Lamar. And I think he uh, has a great connection with Mark Andrews. Um, He missed the game and he was still, uh, what was his number? You said five Mark Andrews this past year. Yeah. And he's, and he's still number five. Yeah. He missed the game and he didn't start consistently, you know, a high powered offense, um, with Mark Andrews uh, having those 10 touchdowns, uh, I think he continues to grow. Um, Hayden Hurst is gone, so it's not like he's creeping up and uh, you know potentially going to gain some targets. I don't think Nick Boyle is someone to worry about either. So I actually have Mark Andrews at uh, two. And I'm not going to argue with you there. Uh, very similar things to what I'm saying. Um I think those top three guys are yeah, uh, cut above agree. everybody else. So, and you can argue the order, but I, I think we all know which top three we're yeah. talking about in Kelsey actually, Kittles um, and uh, Andrews. So three then, uh, I'll just jump right into that for who I had. I actually bumped Kittle down to three. Um, I, th- I think 
I think Kittle is a yeah. ferocious competitor. I mean, he just is the personification of a future WWE um, character. He, uh, he's intense. He, he's probably still going to be the number one target for Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, but I will say that I think the quarterback difference between the top three, um, I'm taking I'm taking Mahomes and I'm taking Lamar over Jimmy G any day of the week. And uh, I think that has an impact on, on Kittle's ceiling a little bit. I also think that Debo Samuel is going to continue to grow in that offense. Uh, they just drafted, uh, I could be saying it wrong, Ayuk, I think. Um, and they continue to just pound the ball down the field on the run. Uh, so yeah. I just think Kittle is a great tight end to have. Awesome in Dynasty. I just don't have him as a top two for 2020. Yeah. No, and I, I, I can't 100% get that. Um, I'll hop into my number two, and I think maybe part of this is trying to not go completely chalk, okay. but I put Travis Kelsey at number two. Um, I know he's been the number one tight end for four of the last five years, which is mind-boggling. Um, I think he is – he doesn't appear to be aging, but he is going into his, his tenth season. Yep. Ninth season, I mean, he's going to be 31. Um, those things make me a little bit nervous at the tight end position where unless your name is Greg Olson or Jason Witten, you tend to start like you saw with Rob Gronkowski, like you've seen with, um, though Jared Cook's getting a bit of a revival now with the Saints. You kind of saw that for Jared Cook for a few seasons. You've seen that with Jimmy Graham. Um, it's just that it's a tough position on your body. Uh, the other thing is their draft pick, and I'm going to probably butcher yep. the H part, but Clyde Edwards Hilaire, um, he's catches a lot of balls. He is the type of running back that Andy Reed loves and Andy Reed went out and used the first round pick on him. I think that he's going to eat into a little bit of Kelsey's targets just because I feel like Andy Reed historically, as you saw when he had Brian Westbrook and Darren Sproles and, um, the Bills got LaShawn McCoy. He loves to try to feed five, six, seven passes a game to his running backs. And if, you know, Clyde comes in and starts getting six or seven targets a game, there two or three of them have yeah. to come from Travis Kelsey. It's the only thing that makes sense. Uh, cause they're they use speed on the receivers. They kill you down the field with the receivers, and they dink and dunk it with the tight ends and the running back. So I'm putting Kelsey at number two, though. Yeah. Though yeah. you know, part of it's not wanting to go all chalk because he's had four what four straight seasons of over a thousand yards. Um, yep. He's probably going to break a thousand yards again this year. You'll see five to eight touchdowns, and he'll so with, produce. Uh, with, I'll, just, I'll just continue on with, with Kelsey, and then I'll let you come back to your, your number one guy. But um, I'm going to keep Kelsey at number one. Uh, again, I, I, don't, I don't want to uh, break his number one streak over the last four years, like you said. Um, I think him and Patrick Mahomes have arguably the best quarterback to tight end. Um, 
connection in the league, probably the best in, in a while. Patrick Mahomes is going to sling the ball regardless of where they are in the game. Loves to throw. Uh, I still think he's going to be the number two uh, in, in terms of target share. Even with uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I think, like you said, it does have an impact on who gets the targets. But if you really look at the, the Chiefs wide receivers, I mean, Nicole Hardman might take a jump. But outside of Tyreek Hill, they're, 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 they're decent, all right, and they're good. But uh, I still think Kelsey is just going to be one of the top guys for targets. Yeah. Had, had 136 this past year, 97 uh, catches. So those numbers are just a huge separating factor for me. Um, but I can definitely see why he might take a step back over the next season um, or two in terms of the wear and tear at uh, his position. So, No, um, oh, no, yeah. And yeah. yeah, and I'm not saying he's going to take a huge drop back, 136. So if he loses two targets he's, a game, he's still putting yeah. in 104 targets. I still think he gets over 100 targets. Um, so my number one's Kittle. Uh, he was the number two tight end last year. He missed two games. Um, Sanders, I know they went and they took a, a receiver in the second round, but Sanders is a good route runner. A very good route runner, and he does well in mid catching the ball in the middle of the field, something that usually tight ends do well as well in. So I think he's going, I think that Kittle's going to see more targets. He's also going to have another year with Jimmy G. Um, He saw 30 less targets than this year they did in 2018. So I, you know, if he stays healthy and stuff, I could see him putting up another season like 2018 where he had. 1,300 receiving yards, five touchdowns. Um, if he puts up 1,300 receiving yards and can have one or two more touchdowns again this year, I think he becomes the number, you know, he's that would move him to the number one tight end, uh, mainly because I think Sanders ate a little bit away at his targets and because I think, you know, because he had those two games he missed and he's going to have another season under his belt with Jimmy G. Um, yep, I think yep. what was last year, the first full season he had with Jimmy G because injuries for Jimmy. So, and like I said, um, Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes are better quarterbacks, but sometimes for tight ends, less so than receivers, it's almost good to have a quarterback that's not yeah, as good absolutely. because they like to check down to the big target. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> rather than trying to yeah, throw to the guy who's trying of, to get separation. Uh, the Henry take, I think, too. And, and even with Lamar, um, he, he, I think he's going to get a little bit better at that deep ball, but he's still going to have that mid-range throw. So for Kittle, it's always going to be there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think we're, we're pretty close then on our, our tight ends. So let's see if our so quarterbacks Charles, get yeah, any I'll, different. I'll start, but I'll, I'll first ask you. Do you, you want to start if, or you want me to? You change your top five after the draft at all. Okay. Yes. I I didn't change anyone in my top five, but I okay. did move I actually a guy up quite a few spots. talk about with some of these guys, I think. But I actually kept kept my five identical. So at, at five, um, I, I'll start with that. Okay. Um, uh, still for five, I was juggling probably three guys. I think as the five. So I think the, um, the guys that 
missed out were pretty close. Uh, but for five, I'm going with uh, Russell Wilson. Um, he was, uh, I think, he was third. Um, okay. In touchdowns, unless I have that incorrect, uh, he, he was up there for passing touchdowns. He's got, he's got a um, second year uh, stud yeah. in Mac, uh, Metcalf to, to pair with Lockett. Um, we'll see what they what they do with having Disley and Olsen. Um, They'll probably roll the dice with whoever actually stays healthy. Uh, but I think those are pretty good uh, weapons to go with whoever's going to be healthy at running back. But Russell Wilson was getting some MVP votes this past season. Um, I think he finished uh, quarterback four. And then two seasons ago, he was quarterback one. Um, I think he's just consistent. He may not put up the number one stats of 2020-2021 uh, season. Um, but I think he's always going to be hanging around that top five range, and he's always going to be a guy that's going to um, win you games. So I'm, I'm sticking with Russell Wilson at five. And who are the two? You said there's so, three you were looking uh, at. Who are the two guys I, that are on the outside looking at? Josh Allen fan, uh, maybe a bias because I have him in my two dynasty leagues that I um, that are pretty important to me. So I think he was close. Uh, just because of his rushing uh, ability. Uh, Deshaun Watson also uh, is a consistent fantasy quarterback. I think he takes a hit with the Hopkins trade, but I think those are my two that were pretty close. Um, uh, and uh, I wrote down Kyler's name, but I, I'm not buying into into him being a top five just yet, which I may be in the minority for. Yeah. Um, so I was, I went with one of the two that you just barely put on the outside, um, and that I have number five, Josh Allen, uh, and this was a tough one. I actually debated between um, four guys to get this last spot, so I'll just quickly announce the other guys that I was looking at. Um, so I looked really tightly at and let me just pull this back up sorry i was looking really tightly here for um turn it pulled the wrong list up sorry man really tightly at carson once because but the draft that they just did going and taking a quarterback makes me a little yeah. bit nervous with him uh yeah. just because he had no targets yeah Last year, they had so many injuries, and he still finished number 11. He still threw for over 4,000 yep. yards. Um, he had an MVPS season a couple of years ago. Uh, the other one was Kyler Murray. Um, I think I was afraid he was going to take the step back that Baker Mayfield did, but then they went and got oh. Hopkins, and Hopkins has made bad quarterbacks look good. I mean, he – so I just think Kyler Murray <sighs> – and then, you know, with having just a guy like Larry Fitzgerald that's not going to drop balls and a guy like Hopkins that creates so much separation, he could take a little step back on game film and maybe in the NFL standards, but do just yeah, as well yeah. as he did or even a little better than that nine spot yeah. in fantasy. Um, just because fantasy is yeah. not always reality. <laughs> Ask Jameis Winston. Um and then the other one was uh, Deshaun Watson, and that's 100% because he lost Hopkins. And so I, I, but I put Josh Allen at number five, 
because I like his rushing ability. He's got an absolute cannon. Yep. So I feel like Stefan Diggs fits perfectly for him. Um, and then I also think now you're going to be able to put Cole Beasley in his true position. And Cole Beasley, as a former Giants fan, I can tell you, he's not that talented. It do- he doesn't look that good on tape or in film or any. He gets open. He kills number three corners, and he just eats up short yard catches. Um, third and short, Cole Beasley finds ways to get open, and now that he can move into that slot corner position, I, uh, I think he's going to be a real big safety I, blanket I, I for Josh Allen. Being, being uh, that, that fantasy owner of him, but you know they they knock they knock his uh, his accuracy a little bit, but I mean if that's really be coming after a guy for when he's winning games, then I, I think I'm fine with him growing in that aspect. But if you're, I mean, like like you said about Cole Beasley. He's not that like great. He's not a you know he's not a sexy player we talk about in the fantasy world, but he does his job well. But with Josh Allen, he had like two guys that would have been threes on any other team, in my opinion. So the digs the digs uh, signing is going to be great. Yeah. And. To- to talk on the accuracy yeah. a little bit, he improved his accuracy quite a bit from his rookie season, um, and he doesn't have great receivers. So he's going to be 24. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to college up near Buffalo. I have a lot of friends in Buffalo, and I actually know a guy whose uh, children were in um, the uh, his his twins were in the ICU, and Josh Allen used to come and volunteer at the ICU. And he doesn't sound like some of these other quarterbacks that thinks he's the shit. Everyone up in Buffalo says he's there year-round. He yep. works out all the time. And that that's something you really look at more, I think, with quarterbacks than other positions because Baker Mayfield didn't work out last year. Everyone knew, yep. knew it. He was shooting car, uh, commercials. He thought he was the shit, and he took a step back. Um, and then, like... People forget Peyton Manning had a terrible rookie year, but he lived in the game film, lived in the film room, watched game film, and came back as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. So that work ethic is a lot more important in quarterbacks, and I think he's going to keep working, keep reading defenses, and take that next step and prove that completion. Because even if he improves at only two or three percent with a, another deep target, you're all of a sudden seeing mm-hmm. five, six hundred more passing yards. He yep. puts up similar yep. touchdowns uh, and similar rushing yards. And, uh, that's a that's a top uh, five I'll, QB. Kind of push go into my four with something you just said, but um, the Jalen Hurts uh, signing, um, I, I didn't like it for Hurts, but he kind of lives in the this the uh, description you just had about a guy who maybe is not as accurate or polished, but just lives in the film room and lives in the, the way. Uh, I didn't like where he ended up. Um, I'm not sure if it's something that they're thinking about long-term, but uh, it he's under my four right now. So my four is Carson Wentz, and I know you mentioned him right outside your, your top five. Um, but I, I'm rolling with Wentz. Uh, like you said, he had – I think you had me and you playing wide receiver at the end of the year for uh, for the Eagles. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, Greg, Greg Ward Jr. I think deserves a lot of praise. It looked for like what it. he did for the Eagles. He wasn't supposed to be their number one guy, but he was at the end of the season, and that kind of just tells you, you know, where their their depth was for wide receiver based off of injuries. 
and not performing, you know. But uh, I think with – we talked about tight ends. I think with having that tight end combination of Ertz and Goddard both on the field and rolling with that, and then hopefully Alshon Jeffrey is healthy. I know he's kind of aging a bit um, and, and gets banged up, but hopefully he's healthy. And uh, I'm not a JJW fan, but maybe if he steps up his game, that can help. Um, the, the Rieger signing's interesting. I think it gives them a downfield threat. I think Rieger's like a, a similar p- player to Ruggs just because of the speed and explosiveness. So with having a Alshon, a Rieger, and two of the tight ends, he finally has some weapons now um, that are healthy. I think Carson Wentz can go back to having um, some MVP votes potentially. I think 2017-18 uh, season before the ACL t- uh, tear, he was, uh, he was definitely in the talks for MVP. So I think if he stays healthy, if his receiving core stays healthy, he could be a top four, especially since he wound up QB nine this past season with, again, having me and you running routes for him. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. And um, I – you know, you didn't even yeah. mention my yeah. favorite – um, upside fantasy guy there in Miles Sanders still. So they they're gonna have some uh they're gonna have yep. some weapons and as much as it pains me to say, uh they're in a very easy conference. Definitely and the um Cowboys aren't looking at defense, so their defense isn't gonna improve. I think the Giants defense improved a little bit and the Redskins yeah. defense improved a little bit, but both of those teams had so many holes. Um, so then I'm going to come up and I'll tell you that my number five quarter, number four quarterback is your number five. And that's Russell Wilson. Um, I think he should be, I love watching Russell Wilson play. Um, he reminds me a lot of Brett Favre. Um, I think he should be in the argument as the number one quarterback in the NFL, but yeah, Pete Carroll likes to hold him back for some reason. They just they don't seem to let him loose unless they have to. And if you watch some of those fourth quarters he had last season when they just said, hey, Russell, win us the game, he went out and people he was as good as anyone. He can run as a quarterback better than any quarterback not named Lamar Jackson. He's probably got like top 10 arm strength, top five accuracy, but they like to be a hard-nosed, run-the-football-first team. I think they'll pass a little more with the Metcalf in the second year and stuff, but just with Pete Carroll running the offense he does, I I can't move Wilson above four. uh, Carson are in their their rehab for their injuries, but it'll be interesting to see if if those guys are not, like, completely healthy if they start giving, giving Russell a little bit more leeway to uh to have um some more attempts but uh kind of like what you said if you're down in a game in an nfl game and, and you know you had your choice of a quarterback to to lead you to a win you, you might take russell wilson because he's just he's a clutch quarterback and he runs runs the show well so definitely a good guy um yeah so we're moving up to three now right yeah all right for sure i have this guy at three after the draft Yep. Um, Who you got I at three? See people putting them at two, uh, but I'll keep them at three. But uh, I'm going with Dak Prescott, number three. Um, I wrote on my notes that I had here, uh, 
before the draft because we talking about all four positions, but we just went with the two, you know, uh, last time. But uh, I wrote down, love his weapons. And I kind of want to take my pen and underline and circle that even more now um, as he got uh, arguably the best wide receiver in this draft class. I had Jerry Judy as the number one, but some people had C.D. Lamb as the number one wide receiver. Uh, just ha- having the option to throw to Cooper, Gallup, and Lamb under pressure is something that's, you know, I'm sure nine, nine out of ten quarterbacks in the league you know, which they had to uh, juggle in their mind. Who do I throw the ball to? Um, the second in passing yards, uh, I think he had 30 touchdown passes. So he was yeah. right up there with uh, with Lamar, um, kind of creeped in on that. Uh, but Dak Prescott's just got so many weapons now. Um, they signed Jarwin uh, to an extension. I don't know what his role is going to be. I think he gives him, you know, a good young tight end option. But, man, just having – Having Amari Cooper and Gallup and C.D. Lamb now is just unbelievable. I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what else would stop the Cowboys oh. from being a Super Bowl contender. I think they kind of choke in the playoffs typically, but uh, yeah, just those weapons along with a guy I didn't even name, you know, Zeke behind him. I, I think Dak Prescott is set up to be the best quarterback in the league. We'll see what he does though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the thing that would hold them back is they, they don't have a great defense. Um, so that, that'd be the only thing, because like you said, they were 8-8 eight and eight with Dak Prescott throwing 30 touchdowns and the second most passing yards and a running back rushing for over 1,000 yards. Um, yeah. 90% of the NFL would be 13-3 and three with that. Yep. So, and it wasn't like the Bucks where it was because Dak turned the ball over. Um, so I think, you know, Dak, Dak's going to be great. Um, I'm just going to do it. I moved Dak from four to two, uh, after that, that move, after that trade. Um, I think CD lamb is the most NFL ready of all the receivers. Um, I think that Judy and him are both going to come in and make impacts. I think you can make a case for rigs. Um, you can make a case for, uh, the guy the Eagles got that they have more upside, um, regular yeah, there, but uh, we, we I think he was too. would have been available in the second round. The Eagles, they, uh, they, there was a bit of a reach there. Yeah, but um, I just think with all those talent, all those weapons, um, it makes me a little bit nervous if you're a Jarwin owner, if you're a Galladay owner, if you're a Cooper owner, um, but if you're a Dak Prescott owner, you got to be absolutely loving it i mean they're going to score touchdowns in bunches and they're going to face like i said just like with carson Wentz, they're going to face some really horrendous defenses in that nfc east um the only good defense in the nfc east is the eagles and he's going to just i just see him having an absolute field day um and he's got he's got yeah, they're, they're, I could go on all day. He's got receiver, a running back that can catch. Yep. But let's let's not go, go on all day. He was the number two quarterback last year. I think he stays at number two. Um, and because I did that, let me just jump back quick to my three. Um, my three would have been number two if it wasn't for the addition of C.D. Lamb. Um, I think Lamar Jackson has actually a slightly better real season. Um, like looks better from a 
NFL perspective. I think you see him throwing three, 400 more yards, getting his accuracy up a little bit. Yep. I love that he wore that shirt last year. I don't care, work harder, um, or nobody cares, work harder. I hear he lives in the tape room. Um, yep. He reminds me of Michael Vick if Michael Vick wanted to put in the work. Um, but from a fantasy perspective, I also think you're going to see two, 300 less rushing yards, two or three less touchdowns um, as he slowly, steadily goes from 176, you know, rushing attempts, hopefully down to 120 and hopefully keep trending downward if you're a Ravens fan until he gets to something more sustainable. Um, so that's why I have him at number two, because I just think he's going to yeah. uh, improve as a passer. I, I, uh, and therefore, yeah, that's going to hurt his rushing. Um, I'm a massive Lamar Jackson fan, um, which may have gave, given me a little bit of a bias, uh, being an owner of his too, but I actually have Lamar sticking at one. Um, and I'll just kind of continue to talk about him a little bit. I think uh, we talked about before, like the separation from Michael Thomas to the you know number two wide receiver, Christian McCaffrey from the number two running back. Looking at the points Lamar put up, the gap between one and two this past season was a lot, uh, in my opinion, for, for quarterbacks. Um, yeah, yeah, 80 points. So I, I think uh, I think fantasy-wise, he does regress. Yeah, it's about 80. I don't think he's going to um, put up the same fantasy numbers uh, come next season. I think the rushing yards might go down a little bit, like you said, um, which were unbelievable because I think – what was it? 12, 1,206 rushing yards. I think the next, uh, the next rusher was Josh Allen, I think with like 500 yeah. something. Um, oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. He yeah. had 700. Uh, yeah. He had just under 700 rushing yards more than anyone else. Uh, yeah. Allen was third in, uh, oh, okay. in right. who's second. Don't, don't, Is don't that listen to me talking actually? off the top of my head here. Yeah, uh, but no, yeah. Kyler Murray was yeah. second. Yeah, with but, five, uh, just five forty-four. But yeah, yards gives you such a fantasy boost. I, I think they want. No, that's fine. That's make fine. Make sure that he lasts a long time, so they'll probably take that down a little bit. But I don't think that they completely take too much away from him because it's a massive part of his game, a massive part of the Ravens' offense. Um, the passing yards was not great this this year for him. It wasn't bad, but wasn't wasn't good. Uh, but the thirty-six touchdowns what stands out for me. Um, I love on fantasy Twitter when guys continue to knock Lamar Jackson because I always just say, hey, his legs didn't throw touchdowns. Um, so I, I think I think with, with, with that uh, and the Ravens offense just being so dynamic, um, I think they're going to be in the red zone a lot. I think he's still going to sling uh, touchdowns next year. The rushing's still going to be a big part of his game. They just added a new running back and a new wide receiver, so that'll be interesting to see how – that helps him because I still think it will. Um, and I think, I think Marquise Brown needs to stay healthy. And if he takes a jump, that could be a good option for him. So I think the Ravens have such a high flying offense with Lamar being the point guard of it. Uh, I'm still going to keep him at one. He's not, he's not the quality of a quarterback Patrick Mahomes is, but uh, I think he just offers so many different avenues to uh, the fantasy game. So I'm keeping him at one. Yeah, um, I can't make the, I can't argue with you there. Um, I, as 
you sure you know now. Um, I put Patrick Mahomes yep. at one. Uh, I did want to state something real quick. I said Lamar at two. I met three yeah. when I was talking there. I both said Dak Prescott and Lamar at two. Uh, I put Lamar at three and Prescott at two. Um, I wanted to also state accuracy. They talk about his accuracy in his arm, but being able to read defenses and being accurate is very important in the red zone. A lot of the uh, bad quarterbacks, a lot of young quarterbacks, they turn the ball over in the red zone or they settle for field goals. So the fact that he scored so many touchdowns in the red zone shows you that he's improving and he's close to making that next step. He's not like Tim Tebow or um, some of these other guys. I don't know how you stand with Colin Kaepernick, but I think Colin Kaepernick was further away than people like to admit from taking that step to being a a top end passer. I think Lamar Jackson's closer than either of those two guys ever were. Um, You know, uh, Jackson slander is that, um, or is the, are the comments that other teams are going to figure him out. I think that's such a poor comment just because after that first game with Miami, I'm pretty sure it was Miami when he threw those five touchdowns or whatever it was uh, and and ran those yards. Professional defensive coordinators, when they know they are going to play the Ravens, they are paid a lot of money to figure out other teams. So all these these comments I see all the time saying teams are going to figure out Lamar Jackson. They had a whole season to figure him out, and he still put up the same sort of numbers almost every single week. So I think – I think he's just a dynamic player, and I don't think he's a guy that is the simple, hey, we'll figure him out, or else that would have happened halfway through last season. I mean, his his last regular season game was against the Browns, who struggled but have a really good defense. He's in, We're facing him for the third time they, they faced him as a starter, second time that season. Perfect. 238 Perfect. passing yards, three passing touchdowns, 103 rushing yards. Yep. <laughs> yep. They, you know, they have faced him multiple times. They couldn't figure him out. So yep. I agree with you. Um, some guys are just so talented that you're not going to figure them out. Yep. Um, so obviously my yep. number one is uh, Patrick Mahomes, who I'm taking you put at number two. Um, he missed he missed some games last year. He was injured for a little bit last year. Wasn't 100% himself. He still put up 26 passing touchdowns, 4,000 yards. The year before, he had 50 passing touchdowns. Um, he can run when the play breaks down. He's not putting up Lamar Jackson because they don't do set runs for him. But he still got, was 300 yards or so. I'm going to pull it right up again. He rushed for, yeah, Patrick Mahomes yep. rushed for 218 yards. Um, he gets a lot of yards every time he runs. There's only 43 attempts. He still gets in the end zone, rushes for touchdowns. Uh, if he's healthy for 16 games, he throws so much that he's going to be up around 5,000 passing yards again, um, and he's going to be up around 40 or 50 touchdowns. It's the reason why. Everybody isn't worried about Kelsey with the addition of a new running back. People aren't worried about 
Tyreek Hill, yeah. even though Sammy Watkins was re-signed and Coleman seems <laughs> or Hardman seems to be uh, taking that next step. I combined his first name and his last name at first um, because Pat, Patrick Mahomes can feed yeah. Yeah. maybe as many miles as every team in the league has, except for maybe the Cowboys. <laughs> he, he, he can just get it done. Um, and so I think that's why I put Patrick Mahomes up there. Um, honestly, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Dak Prescott or Lamar Jackson was number one either. Um, yep. and, and what what was the just what was because the of Dak Prescott's weapons, Lamar Jackson's legs holds him back a little bit. Okay, perfect. So with Patrick Mahomes, I think it's the complete opposite because I think <sighs> coaching Andy Reed, no matter where they are in the game, is going to let Patrick Mahomes throw the ball. He throws the ball often and I think he is free to do so from his coach I mean they, they do manage the game well I'm not taking that away from them but he's always going to be slinging uh, Tyreek and Kelsey are going to get their fair shares and you know they'll, they'll involve Harmon and Watkins and you know Edmund Solaire now but uh, Patrick Holmes is just such a dangerous quarterback to have and you know every single game no matter where they are in the game he's going to be throwing the ball so he can argue argue Talk today. You can argue that he could be the number one uh, quarterback for sure, um, Super Bowl MVP. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think anybody's going to argue with him being a, a top three next year. Yeah, and more to your point, um, every quarterback that Andy Reid has been with puts up stats. Uh, Nick Foles got a contract with the Rams because of Andy Reid. Um, Alex Smith revived his career when everyone thought he was a bust because of Andy Reid. Um, Andy Reid, in a lot of ways, is the um, he invented, in my opinion at least, a lot of the way current teams are running with getting the more athletic quarterbacks. When he went out and he took Donovan McNabb and he tweaked his offense for McNabb's skill set and turned McNabb into a perennial pro bowler and the Eagles into a perennial Super Bowl contender. So he is such a good offensive mind that if you have even a little bit of talent, he can make you very good. And if you have the talent that Patrick McCombs has, he's going to consistently put you right in positions to compete with everybody in the league. Um, like I said, I, I think a lot of what you're seeing now with the what offenses do with taking the more athletic quarterbacks and figuring out how to use them comes down to Andy Reid being willing to take a first-round pick on a run-first quarterback in Donovan McNabb and working on yeah. turning him into – he's not in yet, but I think yeah, Donovan I McNabb is a Hall of Famer. I know some people argue because of some injuries in a shortened career – but when he was at his best, he was in the argument yep. with Tom Brady and yep. Peyton Manning, yep. who are two of the greatest of all time for six or seven years as to which was the best quarterback in the league. Um, well, I guess on, on that note, I'm just going to give my outro, then I'll let you give yours. Uh, once again, this is Dan with Five Wide, um, currently posting a couple of blogs here and there. Me and um, my friends from college, a few of my friends from hometown, we meet up every other Sunday, and we do a live stream 
at noon Eastern. Um, and then we're, once we get closer to the season, that will become a weekly live stream. Um, I'm hoping to keep doing some collabs here like I did with Nick. Maybe we can get on another one. Um, I know next weekend I'm in talks to doing a collab yeah. with, uh, I think it's Laquan Jones. Um, you, you know him on Twitter, I'm sure, Nick. Uh, you just retweeted his draft coverage. I've uh, been watching a few of his videos for research. Very smart guy, knows what he's talking about. Um, so just follow me on Facebook, on Twitter. If you'll, you know, on uh, YouTube, I mean, on Twitter, on YouTube, in my blog, not Facebook. Um, and if you, even if you're not really huge into fantasy football, but you're just wondering, like, hey, which guy should I start? Which guy should I draft? We do a daily fantasy poll question so you can get my opinion the opinion of some other experts and then the opinion of twitter as a whole so if you're leaning you know which one of these two guys just come on look and see i'm sure at one point during the year i have posted that question um and then like i said nick nick is very very good um i love that he gets in like five or six other guys opinions um i so i feel like there's out of the guys i respect there's three types of ways to cover fantasy you've got the guys that spit out lots and lots of okay quality stuff but they're hot takes they're giving you quick opinions you know they're good jumping off point if you're just wanting to know like hey what's this draft pick mean that's not nick there's also guys that are putting stuff out once a month that's real in depth on one guy that's not nick nick in play to win fantasy spits out a lot of good quality stuff like they spit it out quick but not too quick they actually do the research so you can read and get fairly in-depth knowledge on new that, positions, uh, a lot. And, um, two or three yeah, times a week, uh, he's putting out articles, and they're always high quality. Um, I've been taking for, for the brand right now, and just trying to release maybe two articles a week. And I, I think it's important to uh, include other people um, because we all have very different opinions. Uh, there's definitely been some times where guys have, uh, you know, had an input on some of the articles that I don't necessarily agree with, but it's good to respect other people's opinions. And uh, I've been trying to pull in different people but i think there's a few guys that uh, like like yourself that i have been trying to continue to tie into things no matter who else is involved so um yeah we're just we're just on twitter right now uh, it's mainly myself i do have my my brother who's a big fantasy player he's part of play to win too um so we're just uh yeah we're just grinding out like you guys are and uh, i think um or i hope that uh we continue to have this upward trend that i think we both have been seeing um, and I, I think you guys over at five wide, uh, have been grinding just as much as anybody else. So I, I'm happy that you guys continue to grow and so do we, and, uh, look forward to linking up with you guys just through the future here. Yeah, go. definitely. And, uh, right. I'm going to, uh, turn on my TV right, to probably watch Thanks. a little draft draft coverage and figure out what I'm going to eat for lunch today. So I will, uh, I'll talk to you later, Nick. Bye. Yep.